from Dawn Passage giving chase at shades of last year. Arkadimus from Dawn Passage, but Count the Rupee is descending on them quickly. And Count the Rupee takes the lead now in the gong of the 150. Nudges running home to second. And then came Yamazaki. But it's a local victory. Count the Rupee for Brock Ryan. Won it by two lengths to none. Afternoon, punters. Welcome back to the Triple J Racing Weekly Show. Um, obviously getting pretty exciting up there in Queensland now and uh, the Doombin 10,000 has been moved to Eagle Farm. So it uh, might be the right time to check in with Bryce up there in Queensland and find out what the weather's doing. How you going, mate? Well, mate, thanks very much for having me again. And um, shout out to Back a Winner where you can find my tips online and uh, investors bet. Yeah, mate, it's been crook all day. It's It's really been raining quite heavily not near as bad as when we had the floods but certainly a lot of rain the positive is we know eagle farms an absolute desert and uh wouldn't be out of place as a call of duty map that thing is is a so they've moved it there changes a lot of the complexion of the races and i think it's a good call i think uh, i've had i've heard a few people saying could potentially get down to a soft five looking out the window i think that's Pretty hopeful, um, but at the same time, mate, Eagle Farm really dries up. So I do think we'll be on an okay deck. I don't think it'll be a mud bath, but at the moment, the rain's been pretty consistent. I think it's just easing a little bit now, but yeah, mate, it's, it's, it's been flowing all day. How have you been? Just seems like everywhere I try and punt these days, mate, the rain's about, so it's a little bit difficult, but um, I totally, totally agree with you that uh, it was the right decision made to move it to Eagle Farm. Obviously, um, whatever rating we get on Saturday at Eagle Farm, you know, Doom would have been, you know, one or two ratings worse. So I think that's a great decision. I also think it changes, as you said, um, a number of thoughts around a number of runners because plenty of runners heading up there were, were, were um, really well suited on a heavy track. So we'll see how they go on the soft. But uh, we'll also talk about Scone, um, Flemington and Morpherville today. But um, before we get into that, mate, Mazu has been booked for the Everest, two-year deal with Arrowfield, uh, becomes the third runner with uh, Mars Crusader and Nature Strip in the big dance. Uh, what's your thoughts around that? And obviously, um, you know, the Snowden team will be hoping for a bit of rain come Everest time, but he's certainly in good form, the horse. Yeah. Absolutely, mate. And well done to the stable. I think the gelding operation was great. I was pretty keen on first up off the trials and, he hasn't let me down since. I probably have avoided him a little bit just on price-wise, but he, he does deserve to be there. Probably the only knock I've got, mate, is the fields he's been versing have been very small. So I think that he's going to get a good test up against the pack field. It is a different ball game. So if you're racing against, he's had four or five people, uh, sorry, four or five horses in his in his races and it, it becomes a bit of a tactical game with those ones, but all of a sudden he's going to be finding a field of 15 and 20, and that's that's a lot a lot of different bit of pressure, um, whether he handles moving in between them and things like that. So I, I think his ratings are incredible. He's been racing extremely well, betting some good horses. Bit of a question mark about a big field. We'll certainly find out more this weekend, um, it, it provided he runs. I think it's going to be an interesting gauge. He either puts him away with ease or uh, doesn't quite handle the big field. Uh, what are your thoughts on him getting in, mate? Oh, yeah. Look, no surprise that he's been um, booked for for a slot. I think that was a long time coming, and the horse definitely deserves it. Yeah. Um, I certainly echo a lot of the things you just said, and I'll we'll we'll obviously talk about it a little more a little bit more in the we get to the Doom and Ten Thousand meeting or race we're going to talk about soon. But 
absolutely deserves a slot. And I think if they uh, they end up with that heavy sort of 10 rating on the day, um, I think look out for the rest of the field because he's um, been absolutely loving the slot. But uh, as you also said, I think he needs to step it up a notch again if he's going to win the Everest. So, um, But anyway, that's a really exciting race coming up in a few months. Just before we get into it, one more thing, mate. Poor old uh, Michael Poy the other day. He's uh, got stuck into his horse, a bit of a lap early there. I feel very sorry for him, but um, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on whether you thought the uh, eight-week suspension was fair enough or a little bit too uh, heavy-hitted. What are your thoughts there, mate? Yeah, too much. I saw a bit about it on Twitter and sort of had my uh, two-piece in, in someone's post and just said, I, I see a lot of things get hooked on purpose constantly and the market reflects it and I, I know intentionally there's a lot of people doing the wrong thing out there so the poor guy you could tell after the race he just was uh, really ashamed and easy to do very easy to do I think he was filling in as well so extremely easy to do when I when I found that out I thought geez it's um it is their duty and responsibility to know the distance but at the same time I think there's been there should be bans for rides that have been done on purpose um, that don't even get a week and he's getting eight. I think it's excessive. You consider other, other things that have happened. Uh, Bowman's ride got much less and uh, a lot of the ones in the country don't even get a look in. So too much, mate, for mine. I, I think you should have got off with uh, one or two weeks max, if not nothing, just a warning. He was filling in. He didn't know what he was doing. It wasn't intentional. I think if you're going to hand out bands... They should be for things that are intentional, isn't that right? You don't you don't get put in jail for doing something accidentally unless it's uh, obviously a serious crime. So unfortunate for connections, mate, but eight weeks way too stiff. What did you think? Yeah, I think you made a really good point there. I heard as well that it was a you know it was a uh, pick up right on the day. So look, a lot of these um, oh they all have to do their form as part of their job and they have to know what they're doing. But I guess you can sort of feel a little bit uh, understanding. I guess uh, the fact that he's picked the right up late and wouldn't have done his wouldn't have bothered doing his study for that horse. So I don't know. I think he just got a little bit um, overawed by the occasion, made a little bit of a mistake there. But I certainly think four weeks would have been fine. Obviously, um, the integrity of the sport has to be looked after. And uh, you can't have – he needs to be penalised. But I do agree. I think eight weeks is a little bit too much. And I definitely feel sorry for the poor guy. And um, I'm sure he had a tough time explaining himself to the trainer and connections there. But – um, a bit like myself at work. I have to uh, explain myself to my boss at times as well. Plenty of mistakes made there. But anyway, mate, um, we'll get into the Eagle Farm here first. Uh, obviously, you've just given us a bit of an update on the weather. I'm um, looking at sort of soft six, soft seven form for me. Just kind of hopeful about that. But things will change if we get into the heavy range. Rail is out seven metres. Um, obviously, the truck's played very fair lately. Um, have you got any opinion on... Any bias you, you expect or you think it'll play fair there with the seven-metre rail? I did see someone online, I think it might have been a trainer, saying they could have been even expecting a soft five. So I think that is hopeful, but bear in mind it's Eagle Farm. So I think you might be right, mate. Anywhere from soft five, soft seven is my feeling. Track's been playing all right. I think um, the chat about Eagle Farm being a bit of a trashy track has improved. And I expected to play pretty fairly. There, it is hard um, from previous meetings to win from wide draws. So always got that in the back of my head. You don't want to be drawn to wide at Eagle Farm, but sometimes they're running on later on in the day from the wide draws. So bit of a track watch, mate. But I think it'll play pretty even. Uh, what did you think? 
I was thinking the same thing, and I also uh, echo your thoughts there about the track. I think it's been really good lately, Eagle Farm. Used to be a track I didn't like, but I think over the last 12 months, it's been playing really well. So, mm. uh, yeah, you're spot on about the inside draws, especially with the seven-metre rail. So uh, I think that'll suit the, uh, yeah, certainly the inside lanes there, and um, we'll see how it goes over the day. But the first race we're going to look at is race three, the JRA Chairman's Handicap. Um, it's over 21.43 metres, and it's a group three. Uh, the current favourite is Jukon with Tommy Berry aboard at $5. Yonkers, our intrigue at $5.50. Star of Michelin and Humboldt current at the $8 mark. Uh, Seat of Power, 11. Luna Snit, 14. And then out to some uh, pretty large odds. Tempo-wise, there's lots of tempo in this race for a 2,000-plus race, mate. Um, who are you, who you mm-hmm. siding with here? Yeah, a good race. Uh I was pretty intrigued about the tempo as well, mate. That's a good call you made. Um, is this? Uh, I might get your get who you've got first, mate, because I'm I'm a bit interested. What? Who did you land on firstly? I went with. Um, I'm pretty keen on two runners that I know pretty well, which is our intrigue. I'm with our intrigue, to be honest. Uh, Five dollar fifty. Yep. I just like the price. Reason being, uh, I thought the horse was pretty good over the fourteen hundred meters first up, and then. Um, you know, improved second up over the 18, 25 metres. And I really like the race that she comes out of. Um, obviously, chased Majorati off a four-week break uh, when, when second up. Majorati also had uh, no weight that day. And now we see a third up here, two weeks between runs. I think the inside draw suits where Pikey will find plenty of cover. And I also think the soft track on the day is perfect for her. She loves them conditions. And I think her sweet spot in terms of distance is about that 2,100. And uh, Yonkers is the one that I'm a little bit concerned about just because I think he's coming out of some serious superior form lines, you know, around Dewar's thinking over Mount Popper. He also likes a soft track and he's rock hard fit with a very strong rider who's one for one aboard the horse. So I'm probably going to side with our intrigue there, mate. Uh, what about yourself? Yeah, I've, you're on the right path, mate. I do think that's the right form line. I just thought I'd do the little uh, switcheroo to, to kick it off for the day, mate. Um, I did think you were going to land on our intrigue. And throughout this week, I've kept just taking notes about a lot of races I wasn't betting in on. And what I kept finding, mate, was how often are they placed and uh, from from Sydney by someone like Waller and they win. Uh, you have a look at the meeting on uh, yesterday in Brisbane. The amount of times I saw horses that were placed, and it happens all the time, mate, and they're placed from looking for a win elsewhere. And uh, I just looked at a few runners in Dolphins and a couple of others that were put there. And I thought, gee, does, how often does the Sydney form or horses place to win a race hold up? Time and time and time again. And I think um, you, you've got to go with that. Now intrigue, it's the right form, stays the trip. And uh, I know Willie Pike had a bit of an opinion of it. Star of Michelin, now that we're at Eagle Farm, does get a look in for mine. Five wins uh, from 12 goes just loves the track, absolutely loves it. Humboldt Current, you, would, you wouldn't want to be backing it with your last, would you? So uh, I think Jukon needs a bit of luck from Barrier 13. Uh, London Baker, uh, interesting. It's been well off the boil, but go back last prep and it was, it was one of the horses really on the up. And uh, at the moment, it's three wins from five goes over the trip. So I'm really weary uh, with London Baker here. I think that's a massive improver. It's done nothing this time in, but but the distances it's been running have been nothing near what it wants. Now it's out. You have a look through its last three runs, 2,000 and up. 
it won it won them all. This is a lot harder, uh, but it, but at seventeen dollars, that's going to improve a mountain getting out to this trip. So I'm pretty keen, mate, on our intrigue, and I'm going to have something on London Baker because its form is a lot better than it reads, and it has never missed the placings at Eagle Farm. It ticks Eagle Farm box, and that is very very important these days. You want to be ticking that box. Ticks the box, stays the trip. Seventeen dollars. Very good point you make there, mate. I like that. And if you're going to find a saver, you are. You certainly want to be finding the double-figure odds or a good good place value. So I like that and uh, another nice inside draw. And you're right about that, mate. Um, obviously, yeah. the Eagle Farm ticking the box is a, is a major thing for this. And also, we're really getting into that sort of carnival period again now. Um, obviously, we had Sydney recently in now Queensland where you're going to find these horses that really, you know, been a little bit quiet and they just go bang on grand final day. And I think that'll happen over the weekend. So hopefully we can find a few of those. Race five is the Spirit of Boom Classic. It's a 1,200-metre race, group two for two-year-olds. Um, the current favourite is Capital Tower, who's unbeaten, and uh, at the $4 price. Exo Lady, $6. Counter Bean, Sandpaper, and Political Debate around the $10 mark. Ringmaster, 13. Brereton, 14. Swiss Exile at 20. And uh, very big odds, the rest. Don't think I'll need to mention the speed here, being a 1,200-metre two-year-old race with a full field. And I'm really interested to hear your thoughts here, mate, because I think there's plenty of value about. Yeah, there's massive value about, mate. I'm going back to my comment I made just before with horses place with purpose. I'm really keen on the two Raiders here. Ringmaster, I thought it was a bit of an error on the ride. And yeah, the horse that, that won that race, uh, I was on it when it when it ran first up. I'll, I'll be honest, it surprised me. It ran a bottler and... Um, but to be fair, I think it was in a really bad position. And Ringmaster just, it, I mean, it was tough to watch, but geez, it showed really well there. And Tommy Berry sticks. It's a good push. And I just think, gee, that's uh, going to be very hard to beat. The other one I'm keen on, mate, political debate. We're getting $11 for, again, that Sydney form. I'm, I'm really keen on the two Sydney ones here, mate. And Resonator comes out and wins again and wins well. I don't think it was losing at any at any point. It kept kicking. That's the right form. The stable really know how to get them ready um, this time of year, and, and Wally knows how to place them in these races. I was happy to Capital Tower. All respect, and and Golan has a massive opinion of it. Um, but at the moment, double figures for those two New South Wales Raiders are um, more than keen to get involved, mate. What did you land on? I'm on a very similar path to you, mate. I'm glad you mentioned that horse. I like political debate personally and also another one, but I like political debates. Obviously, debut behind Resonator, who you said you just mentioned, uh, Frank the Form last Saturday, won again. Takes good fitness from that. And the stable scratched him from what I thought was a very winnable race there on Wednesday at Warwick Farm. Uh, it's a race here. Obviously, J-Mac's not aboard, but I believe that's because he's currently a uh, emergency, but he will get in the field there, political debate. And I think he's a super bet there at the 11 and 350. And obviously, um, he's coming out of a heavy track run. If he can get onto a soft six yeah. or seven, I think that's perfect. So I like the double figures about political debate. The other one I like is uh, around the $20 mark, Swiss Exile. Um, I think he's the knockout in the race. He, he found he was three lengths off Cool and Gatta last preparation before then uh, dropping back to, on the Gold Coast to 1,100 metres, third, third up, and, and just sort of felt the pinch there. I think he'd had enough. Uh, he's returned with a really nice trial and then was beaten first up over 1,200 metres on heavy in a race he was probably predicted to win. 
But I think he did have excuses being considering how wet the truck was. And the horse who beat him, I think, has a little bit of ability. I thought it was a great return. Um, I think that he's a good bet there if we find a soft track. And uh, he's also another one that's probably needs to perform well to keep his um, keep himself intact in terms of being gelded because um, he's, he's just had a few issues there. But I think he's got a lot of ability. So, yeah, I'll probably play both of these horses, mate. Political debate and Swiss exile, but uh, I think there's great value in the race. That's a good call you made with Swiss Exile. And the good thing about this kind of year is, uh, yes, it's really tricky with the heavy weather in terms of tipping horses because of the unpredictability. But you can flip that back and go, okay, well, now you can find things that flop on a heavy deck and come out and find dry ground and improve out of sight. And I think I had that uh, a couple of weeks ago with, I can't remember the name. I think it was Ton of Grit. And I got it at $26. And uh, you watch the post race. Yeah, I know Wayne Hawks, he can a bit like that but he said I, I saw the price and I was baffled because it didn't go an inch on the heavy got back onto a dry deck and won and won with um, quite well so I think there's a bit of a Swiss XL vibe about that bear in mind uh, when racing Cool and Gatter and it was only 2.7 lengths away mate so I think you're on the money there that's going to be a huge improver if the track uh, stays within the soft range yeah, hundred percent. And I know that I know for a fact that Annabelle Nisham has a big opinion of the horse. Uh, obviously, they 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 could opt to race in plenty of maidens around yep. the country. But here, here the, here's the horse here with a great value. Sam Clipper and a board midfield draw, perfect position, second up, improving track. I think great bet at the twenty and six dollars, and hopefully we get a result. Uh, race seven is the drink was rough habit plate. Another one over the twenty one forty three meters. It's a group three. Um, current favorite is character with J Mac aboard. Verona, Dark Destroyer, and Pinarello are all around the seven dollar mark. Uh, anything goes. Ashgrove, Ruark, Tudakaka, pretty good race, mate. Um, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Are you keen on the favourite here? Depending on weather, mate. With character, it really does. If it stays soft, yeah, it's really hard to beat. I'll uh, admit I completely overlooked it last run. And in hindsight, when you look back, here's another one. Didn't go an inch on the heavy 500 with Hitotsu. Uh, jumps on the track and put them away. So, yeah, if it stays soft, mate, it's going to be very hard to beat. Um, I was guilty of completely overlooking it last start. And again, another massive improver onto a better track. Do like Verona. I, I like just the mere use of stable. Everything they touch turns to gold. And lately, they've been out of this world good. Uh, Aside from Burem yesterday, pulled up lame, but I'm keen to see that horse when it puts it together. Uh, and Verona won by a length and a half. Yes, its SP was big, but they really go backwards with the mare used to stable. Um, they just always progress. And how good are they over 2,000, mate? They are unreal. You could back the stable over these staying trips and you'd, you'd make profit. They just know how to, how to stay. Um so anything from the mayor used to stable full stop, I'm keen on. And 2,000 upwards is just pure gold. So I'm pretty keen to take both of those. If it stays soft, character's going to take a world of beating. Rona's the danger for mine. And uh, I think there's a big gap to the rest. Yeah, hearing you, mate. I'm really keen on um, character. I, I, I was the same as you. I overlooked, the, I overlooked the completely last start there. Um, obviously, I've mentioned a few times on the podcast, I, I don't like runners going 2,400 back in distance and that. That day was 2,400 back to 1,600 off about a, a month, four weeks. And I just couldn't see um, a positive outlook on the horse. But 
the win was super. I um, mean, a really fast run mile on a, on a good track, which I think is more suited on a soft track. Uh, back out of the 2100 metres, I think suits a lot. Uh, yep. Ideal draw to find cover and find the absolute box seat in the race with the best jockey in the world aboard. So I would say that he's close to the best of the day for mine, but there is a few queries there. One thing I don't like is um, he's a three-year-old gelding, and this is one thing that you can see from Godolphin, uh, the camp, you know, three-year-old gelding, 16 starts. He's had almost double the starts of most runners in the field here. And uh, I think this is about his fifth or sixth run this since um, February. So he's had a lot of running for a three-year-old, but if he can um, hold his form, I think he's really hard to beat. And uh, apart from him, I haven't really gone too far because I know that I'm going to back character on Saturday. Uh, just hope that he does hold his form. Yeah, definitely, mate. And you've got J-Mac aboard, so your chances of getting a good steer are very high, aren't they? Yeah, when, when I'm keen on a runner and I see the J-Mac's aboard, and from an inside draw especially, you just know that you're going to get the right race and you just know that if the horse is good enough, he's going to win. There's not going to be many excuses in terms of the ride, so that's a real positive. Uh, the big one, you know, mate, really excited about this race. Uh, obviously, the Tab Doombin 10,000, uh, despite being run at Eagle Farm, but that runner we spoke about earlier, Mazu, um, going really well as a gelding at $2.80. Kementari, Count the Rupee on Trivier at that $9 and $10 price. Isotope, Generation, 10 and 11 Palali is $12. Uh, Rothfire probably needs to improve a little bit, but he's at that $14 mark. And some quite nice losses there at um, large odds. And, and obviously, uh, Shelby 66 is once again going around, which absolutely amazes me. But... Um, yeah, I'm really interested to hear what your thoughts are here, mate, with Rothfire and probably Zoo style leading them up. But yeah, who do you, who do you like here? Count de Rupi's last win, mate, was one of the satisfying wins I've ever watched. That thing is an absolute groundhog horse. I remember back at the races, uh, I think it was the start of last year, is there with Lloydie. And I said, mate, I think it was a highway Count de Rupi was in. I said, mate, this thing circled the field from last. It was a moral beaten last start. We're getting fives. Uh, it's won a couple of races, maybe one or two at the time. I say, jump on, mate, $5. End of the day into threes, absolutely romped in. And ever since then, I haven't really looked back with the horse. I've been keen on it almost every run. I know you've been on it with a journey. Yeah. I just think it's another good bet at nines. It's always overlooked um, price-wise. It's very rarely a favourite. And yes, Marzu's flying incredible it's uh, runs rate extremely well it's forms very good big field i don't know mate i i think it's either going to win this and win this with authority or it's just not going to hack the big field I, like i said the last three times it's raced it's just been a tactical battle they've been fields of five or six it's been able to chill out and just click go but it's not going to get that here not at not at eagle farm not with barrier eight and not with a stacked field so i wouldn't be surprised to see mazu come undone um, but then again, wouldn't be surprised if it wins this easily. Shelby 66, send the thing to the paddock. It is ridiculous. It's been yeah. up for way too long. It's getting out of hand. Its form is shocking right now. It's It needs a break. Yeah. It, you look at it, it's it's one two one one seven seven zero. I don't know why it's up again. Rothfire needs to improve. And Kementari, he was logged out non-winner, but how do you pot him now? He's absolutely flying. He's coming in with super form. Wouldn't shock at all to win. Paul Laley just wants the track to dry out. Major player if it does and just needs to handle Eagle Farm. And then, mate, I haven't even mentioned Generation and Entrevier, and they're both huge players. 
fantastic race. Um, I'm going with my heart over my head and I'm sticking with the rupee. What did you land on, mate? I love it, mate. I love that you're on board with rupees. Uh, he's such a good horse. And one thing about him is he just continually improves. Like, you know, a few, few maybe a year or two ago, yeah. we all thought, oh, he's got ability, this horse. You know, he's going to get a little bit better. You know, and then he comes out and does something special. He wins the gong pretty well. He, he ran second to, on Thunderstrike with the Golden Eagle. This time around, they're talking about keeping him at the sprint trips, and he was really disappointing in two races that completely didn't suit. But he's um then then put two really good ones together. And he's yeah, if he gets conditions to suit, he's a really really good horse. And I completely agree with you about um, you know, Mazu. Look, since being gelded, every public outing that we've seen him race those trials, everything he's been absolutely super and top notch. And uh, I just think that the Doombin to Eagle Farm decision is a little bit of a negative one because, as you said. You know, his first win this year was um, in the Brian Crowley where he beat Abel William Battleton. He then won a benchmark 78. And since then, he's gone bang, bang, bang in the fireball derby Munro and Arrowfield where he beat Palalian in the Congo. That was a bottomless heavy 10. And these races can be a little bit funny to watch if one horse really, really handles it and the others don't handle it at all. And, you know, we've seen it on Wednesday with Bethancourt. Just absolutely just cruise through the wet grass and handle it. All the other horses are off often struggling you know so i think the form's a little bit um sort of i don't know i, I don't know about the two dollar 80 price but i guess this saturday is where we're going to really find out if he's um an everest contender and if he wins again or puts in a really big race um he's, he's going really well and i'm sure that he'll hit the paddock after this one and uh it'll be all all um positive signs getting ready for the everest after that uh, i mentioned counter ruby he's obviously got the uh, inside draw that's perfect for him he's a horse that needs to be cuddled up and given his Opportunity to chase the leaders late, which he will get here again. I think he suits the soft track uh, pretty well. Obviously, good track a little bit better, but he's in really good order. And he's a great price. I think $3 place bet's a really good one. And I think he's up to this great. I really do. Um, and the other horse that I, I do like at really good odds as well, uh, Generation, you mentioned late there. I thought the, the run at Mooney Valley was super. And I really liked the trial the other day, um, over a thousand and thirty meters on heavy going, where you know the horse tried in really good order. And I think that, you know, coming here a little bit fresh off that recent Mooney Valley effort, I think is a good read. So, I think I won't be back in Marzu. I think it'll be a little bit of a sit there and admire Marzu if he wins, and and, and might maybe play the place of Rupi and Palali. Actually, I've already got a bet on Counter Rupi after he won the other day. I um. Obviously, I own a few horses with the price stable, and I found out he was going to the Doom in 10000 and I hit the button on the $11 I think I got that day. So, um, yeah, I'll probably sit and um, sit and hope that the Ruby gets another win, and that'll be good for both of us. Absolutely, mate. And with Generation, that run you just touched on raided through the roof with this i think it was really close to what mazu produced so it's probably not a whole lot between them they used to stable jamie carr for me i think mazu either loses this by four or five lengths doesn't hack it um with with the um out of field or wins it by a length or two I just can't entertain two dollars eighty not when you can get more figures for horse like generation and count the rupee um, that for me, it's it's not it's not any value for mine. Yeah, I totally agree, mate. And um, it certainly is his big test on Saturday. And if he you know glides through this one in, in, in flying colours again, he's uh, he's certainly going to be a big hope in the in the big dance in October. Uh, we'll talk about Scone now, mate. We'll we'll talk about race seven, eight, and nine. Um, obviously, the tracks 
currently raining in the soft range and they've avoided a lot of the rain. They got a little bit today. Um, and I guess the good thing for us this weekend is that they're racing at Scone tomorrow as well, which is Friday. Um, not often you can get that opportunity to see how the track plays the day before, which is handy for us Saturday punters. And the rail's in the true position on Friday and three metres out on Saturday. So we'll get a good gauge there. But race seven is the Scone Equine Luskin Star Stakes over 1,300 metres. Um, sorry, mate, a bit, of a bit of an annoying thing here on the old Zoom meeting telling me to upgrade. I'm not going to do that, but... Yeah, continuing on. Uh, obviously, the favourite's Andermatt. Tycoonus is five fifty, flying crazy. Eight dollars fifty. Uh, Band of snatches at eleven. Acquitted fourteen. Uh, edit sixteen. Your good friend, edit mate. I um, I'm, I'm waiting to hear this. Are you, are you sticking solid, or are you you playing around today? You know, I reckon they put edit in this, and they've deliberately put Dylan Gibbons on, knowing I've he's my absolute star since day dot and they've teased me again i tell you what mate yes he's been a money muncher but in fairness you go have a look through his runs he's he's running pattern shocking but let's have a look at the last six so he won he won first up outstandingly it was a good thing licked in the cozy for mine then he was five lengths off eduardo comes out this prep with five months off runs second to an informed cavalier child shooting for four straight Gives a massive sight, peaks late, runs on a heavy 900, doesn't hack it, and then last start, runs in the Tamworth Cup, rips off the best splits of the meeting, and probably, again, a good thing licked. So in hindsight, he's flying. He just has a shocking running pattern. You put away that heavy run in the cosy, forget that one, he's flying. Second to Cavalier Charles, and, and a good thing licked in the Tamworth Cup for mine is a horse going really well. Barrier six, Gibbons, and I did read today that... um. Cody Morgan said best each way chance of the weekend. The stable love him. They declared him in the cosy and they don't declare things often. I know their opinions are pretty well maintained. They have a huge opinion of him. When he gets it right and when he's in striking range, he's an outstanding horse. Then you go look at the weights and Bandersnatch is better at the weights than him. So, look, there's a bit against him, mate, but I have to stick with him from Barrier 6 with Gibbons. Yes, he's down in trip. He's not weighted well, but if he wins, I want to be smashing my TV. And at $16... You're not going to go broke. I'm going to spec him. I think if he's within firing range, he'll he'll be very, very close with these. And fourth up, he's ready to peak. Five lengths behind Eduardo for mine. That beats all of these. Andermatt's uh, absolutely flying, but I saw Barrier 14 and I saw Rachel King and I went, not for me, um, at the $2.30 mark. And uh, the one that I didn't mind, mate, True Detective, led them up and, and beat Tycoonist fresh. Um, so I don't know why that's such a big price and Charmy Baby's also a bit of a knockout for me mate True Detective's overs uh, if Tycoonus is 5.50 and I have to stick with Edit mate he's, he's going to get a dry track here if he doesn't run within top five and he settles in another postcode another day uh, I'll be done I'll never I'll never back him again what did you land on? Yeah fair enough mate and I uh, I did have a feeling you were going to stick with Edit again mate and I think that you're going to be uh Feeling a bit average again after the race because I think he'll be that flashing light run with good sectionals that just doesn't get the job done again. But yeah, at least at least there's a good price around him. I um, yeah, I, I can understand the bet. Uh, for me, I thought Tycoonus was super. Uh, first up, obviously beating Malkovich on a heavy track over 1100 meters, and I think that we can get caught up sometimes. Obviously, that day I let him go because I thought that he peaked second up because he's got a really good second up record and he's 
fresh record isn't fantastic. You can only have the one trial. Sometimes you can go, you can get a little bit carried away and think, oh, well, he got his job done and he's, he's not going to improve second up this time. But, you know, I think he's going to improve again here second up. I think 1,100 to 1,300 metres is ideal. Um, as I said, I love that first up win. I think uh, from barrier one, Chad will look to push the horse forward and get into a bit more of a box seat. J-Mac took him forward last start, so I think the horse can do it. And I think you'll have him right in the race and give him the chance. And I think the wetter, the better for him. So um, probably likes it, wants it a lot heavier than we've got at the moment, but we'll see how we go there. But the horse is going really well. And the other one that I was, um, you know, obviously keen on was Andermatt. If, if Andermatt races here, um, he's obviously in the different spectrum where he's going to be running on from the rear. But, you know, he's coming out of a race where he had the, the fastest last 600, 400, 200 of the whole meeting. Race super. I think that there's a little bit of talk going around that this this horse can go to some um, serious levels this time around. But I'm I'm waiting to see whether he's just a proper heavy track horse or if he's capable of doing it on the soft going as well. So look at the price, Tycoon's for me. I just think he's going well, got a good draw and uh, ready to peak again second up and getting over double the price of Andermatt. So very interesting race. And uh, yeah, I certainly don't think there's any sure things in the, in that race. Yeah, good call with uh, Tycoonus, mate. Might be worth popping a saver on True Detective. And, uh, I mean, I remember that race when I thought, how I was red hot on Tycoonus. And I remember True Detective just right up the rail. Uh, could be similar here. So I think $17 is a big bet. You're right, mate, with edit. It'll probably be the flashing light running home late. I I'm, I'm really don't like backing things off the speed often these days anymore unless it's a star. But I've got to stick with him because I've given him a big rap since day one. And to be fair, um, I still reckon that five-length run off Eduardo gives this a red-hot shake. I did like Cody Morgan saying it's best each-way chance of the week. I do think he's a pretty good judge. So $16. I'm not going to go broke silly on him, mate, but I'll have a little dabble. I'll tell you why you remember that type of interest in uh, True Detective race. It was probably because my phone was sending you messages blowing up Deluxe because uh, – I was ready for a big fill-up if Tycoonus won that race, and I still remember it. I have no idea how true to take me one, but anyway, um, I'm glad you reminded me about that before we move on to the next race, <laughs> which is the uh, Dark Jewel Classic over <laughs> 1,400 metres. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, Dark Jewel Classic, 1,400 metres. Uh, Favourite is Le Gay Soleil. Uh, Never Talk and Brooks Squire at the $7 mark. Majestic Shot backing up, 850. Wonder Bar. 10, and then you got Mirror Vision, Fashionelle, and Flexible at $12 price, and then um, pretty large odds the rest. In terms of a speed map, I think there's plenty of speed in this race, which suits the runner I'm about to talk about. And uh, you should see the likes of Barossa Rosa, Brooks Boyer, Fashionelle from a wide draw, definitely going forward. And then, um, yeah, a couple of other runners pushing forward. So the tempo is going to be on. And uh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts here, mate. This is one of the races where you could put – you've got about 10 bonus bets um sitting in your account from running multiple head bobber seconds all day like the past two Saturdays I've done. You could put uh, 10 on in this race and still miss. This is stacked. You can make a case for so many of them. I'm going to settle with two, mate. They're both dressed similarly. Legay Saleo was absolute bomb fresh. I-, I watched the replays of its last couple of fresh runs. And um, fresh, I mean, is in a couple of months and... It flies, absolutely flies when it's given a bit of a break. 53 kilograms. Kieran McAvoy, find a gap. Should go Wooshka over them, I reckon, mate, with that hot tempo. 
not jumping off majestic shot. I think I've backed this horse all 11 starts and it hasn't done me badly at all. It's been in the placings, eight of them. It's only missed the placings three times. You go back and have a look at that first up run where I was really keen on it at threes. I had it best of the day and beaten by Kinlock, which is now very much Frank the form. So, and then uh, last start, Blondo, who had a really good setup and a good speed and a fantastic ride. I think those two are really hard to beat, mate. Legay Saleo and uh, Majestic Shot, both dressed very similarly. What are your thoughts on this one, mate? Yeah, I thought Majestic Shot was pretty good there last weekend. Uh, really happy to get the place odds about it. But, um, yeah, mate, I'm completely with you. I think it's a great bet. Legay Saleo, I think she's the uh, trial star heading into the weekend. She's obviously got a recipe that seems to be working for her. Obviously, she's a really good fresh horse. Um, last time around, she had 2,000-meter-plus trials. Came out and went bang over the 1,300 at Ramick in a pretty good field, 54 and a half. And then this time around, look, she, uh, second up, she went to the mile in a reasonable field and, um, you know, obviously didn't go too well. But she's a fresh horse. And I think that they've just picked this race out and gone, let's target that. And obviously, uh, once again, same setup here, 2,000-meter-plus trials. She's been very good in both of them. Um, down on the pretty low-level weight there. Soft track's absolutely ideal. Super tempo in the race, which is perfect for her, just a little... Little bit of a smoke the pipe at the rear there and uh, extend late, and yeah, I think that the draw is ideal for us. So, I'm really keen on the gay Soleil mode, and I'm definitely gonna have a, a decent sized bet on that one. Are you talking smoke the pipe up the back, or are you talking Huey Bowman rustic steel smoke the pipe up the back? Um, and a good, good point you made, mate, with uh, the recipe of horses. Sometimes we forget that they come in raw. And they get their first run and you work out, okay, what trip does this need? How much of a break does it need? Does it like to go forwards? Does it like to go back? So many things you have to mould as a trainer, as the rider, as everything. And when they get that recipe right, that's when you see things work. Look at Rahiran. It's, uh, six from seven first up. So they've worked out that Rahiran just loves a break, loves to run fresh. Some horses just like that. Spot on with the recipe, mate. Legay Salel, they've worked it out. Uh, loves racing fresh, trolled a bomb, and look at the weight it's carrying. It'll sit off them and rip home. Even luck in running, mate, I think it's a nearly good thing. Um, and you spot on with the recipe. I think it's going to be extremely hard to hold out. Yeah, I think, uh, once again, I didn't want to be reminded about that rustic steel race because, obviously, um, at the time, I had a subscription service running, which I don't have anymore. Uh, but, you know, you tip rustic steel in that race, in, a, in, a, in probably the, the weakest race that the horse competed in this preparation, since that day comes out, runs well in the um, provincial final and then wins that race on the weekend over the mile. It's just really frustrating. You know, you see the horse lumped into the race, put on the speed, and then you got – I don't want to talk about it, actually. We might get a bad name, um, you know, having to have a bit of chat about that. But we'll, we'll, we'll move on to race nine. Or well, Tensia stakes over 1,100 metres. Um, <laughs> I think the track conditions are vital, the result here. But if Andermatt races in this race, we're getting $2 about it. Uh, Malkovich, $8.00. 11, 11 and row here at the 12. Uh, the bopper with no jockey booked at the moment. 18. Uh, Lord Olympus and the old Mr. Mosaic 19. Great race. Um, and once again, plenty of tempo. Who do you like here, mate? I'm really keen on Rahirin. I've actually made it my best bet of the day, uh, regardless of whether Andermatt runs or not. I think it's a cracking bet at the 13s. I had a really big laugh on every first up that's had when it's a reasonable size break. Uh, not just a, a couple of weeks, but a reasonable break. 
it, it's only lost once, mate, fresh. And that was when it was held up in the run and it pulled up with a slow recovery. So without excuses, it's unbeaten fresh. You go look at the fields, it never wins by much, but it's, it wins. And um, when I'm getting $13 for a horse that's you put away that one slow recovery run is uh, five out of five fresh, I can entertain $13. I can really entertain that price. So I think that is massive overs. I think um, the market's forgotten how we're hearing goes fresh. Five out of six, and one of those with a genuine excuse. So, yeah, that for me, mate, that is a bet every day of the week at those odds. And, Matt, yeah, I have massive time for it. It's, it's done me well a couple of times at odds, but now you've been asked to take even money or less for it all prep for me it's not really a betting proposition anymore even money unless i think something's a good thing and uh i don't think it is in this race i think the stable mate we're hearing gives it a red hot crack what did you think mate i'm uh loving what you said there mate because i was looking at the price in this race and i just saw the one horse that was um really overpriced was right here and i, I did suggest here that i'm, mm. I'm playing a stab with the good odds because i think he's a proper horse on his day Probably first up horse on his day. Um, the issue with him is you sort of need to you need to really watch him have his first start run to see how he's going. So you sort of you're always going in with the unknown because he doesn't do anything special at the trials, as you've seen this time around. Just sort of goes through his work, does a decent job, looks okay. But um, you've just got to back him first up. That's when he races best. And I think that this is a really winnable race. Obviously, he needs a lot of tempo in his race, which he gets here. He goes well on a soft and a heavy track. Um, and I just think that, you know, obviously the, the big query is the track pattern and the rating, but I think that he's going to be a great bet there at the each way value, 12 and 340. So I think you're spot on. Um, hopefully look out for him the last 50, just absolutely flying home. And the other one that I wanted to make a case for was a horse that I seem to back quite a fair bit as well, and that's Malkovich again. Just because he's drawn barrier one, yep. I think last start he was definitely not suited on the heavy track. He's not a heavy track horse. If we can get a slightly improved track here, maybe soft seven, I think he's right in the race. He'll lead, he'll lead him up with, with mates around him. As I said, there's pressure in this race. So they have some friends around him. But he was beaten by Tycoonis, who I'm keen on this time around as well. So I think he's going well enough, Malkovich. I think he's placed again pretty well here. And Rohirin's the other one that I want to have some money on. So I think we're on the right path there, mate. Hopefully a, a value winner for listeners. Absolutely. And I'm not knocking in, Matt, but I'm just not really keen to to jump into anything at $2 this weekend, honestly. And not in that field. Not if you're getting uh, $13 for a horse like Rahiran. I, I just don't think they should be that far apart. No, I totally agree. I think you end them at both races that's nominated in, and I haven't really dived into which race the horse is going to, but um, I think he's a little bit short in both races. Obviously, I think he has to prove it at this level, but he has been going super well on these wet tracks. And once again, we've got another wet track on Saturday, so he's definitely suited. We'll head down to um, headquarters now, mate, Flemington, uh, race seven, which is the Andrew Rams and Stakes, which is uh, racing for a spot in the Melbourne Cup, uh, which is interesting, but I'm not sure any of these runners in this field would interest me in a Melbourne Cup, but that's another story for a different day. The favourite is Flandiferous, $3.50, Point Nepean, $3.90. Got Luncies in through Irish Eyes at the $6 price, Warning 9, um, Zoom on 16 Sound of Cannon's 20, and that's some pretty large odds to rest. Uh, what are your thoughts here, mate? Any of these uh, interesting in the Melbourne Cup, or who do you think is going to win the race? No, I don't really have any uh, interest in them for the Melbourne Cup. And 
I don't. I think this is a really poorly priced race. I don't know what's going on with the prices, but I don't seem to be finding much between the market. And I had a look through, mate. There's there's three fifty, three ninety six, six fifty, and nine. So you're asked to take well below ten dollars for over five runners. It's pretty tricky. You can make a case for all of them. Muncie's is probably the one with that when it puts it together is hard to beat. Point in a pan, lobs on the speed, and it's it's racing well. Splendiferous does the same. If they outdo one another through Irish eyes, can stalk them. But I couldn't really land on anything I could justify the price for, mate. I thought almost everything in this race was a bit under the odds. Or maybe there's just not much that takes my interest, and I, I, I don't think these are genuine uh, Melbourne Cup contenders. Happy to, happy to eat some uh, humble pie if I get that wrong, but... I'm leaving this one out, mate. I, I thought this was a pretty poorly priced market and uh, I, I thought most of them were just under the odds. What did you land on? Yeah, I, uh, I was pretty bored doing form for this race because I had the same sort of feeling as you. And I think that did a little bit of form for plenty of staying races over the day when I was doing this one. And I just got to this one and I thought, oh, I just felt like I was going to get excited doing the form for this race, but I definitely didn't. And, you know, in the end, I just... Look for the class run, and I thought that was Luncey's or Luncey's, however you, however you want to pronounce it. But um, obviously, I think he's the class galloper in the race, and he, you know he's had plenty of runs on the soft track. I get, I think, which suits him, and not many on the good. So I don't know if there's something to read into that. Um, and I think he's coming off a really taxing campaign on the really wet tracks in Sydney. So I think he's going to need to be at the top of his game to go down to Melbourne and and, and win win a race like this. But He's probably the one each way that I'd be half keen on. Um, and, yeah, the other runners don't interest me much at all. Through Irish Eyes, coming out of the right stable, um, has always sort of shown enough promise to win a race like this and might be hitting to the right time after his second to point in the pen last start and uh, slightly better off with the weights too, I believe. And, yeah, I guess um, Splendivers is also a chance there up top, but absolutely no interest in this race, mate. I don't even know if I'll have a better in it because I just think that, while Luncey's is the class run in the field, I think there's so many, um, you know, queries around it as well with the, the big taxing campaign. So I think it'll be a little bit of a watch for me, that race. Um, but, yeah, nothing exciting happening down there. Hopefully. Yeah, if, uh, I, if I had the gun to the head, I'd be going. Sorry, you go, mate. Oh, no, you go, mate. I was just about to lead us into Morpherville, so keep talking about that one. Well, hopefully I don't have a gun to my head, but uh, if I did, through Irish Eyes would be the one uh, for me and Luncey's. With through Irish Eyes, A, mere use to stable stayer, and B, it just it did win, I think it was the St. Ledge, over this over a really good staying trip. So that'll stay all day. We'll grind it out. And uh, Splendiferous and Point Nepean, um, they're not going to get it their own way, which they've both had up front, both runs. So I think that can uh, one of those two can stalk them and win, but... Yeah, mate, nothing interests me price-wise whatsoever. On to Morph, we roll. On to Morph, where we're just going to look at the uh, race, eh, which is the uh, Australian South Australian Derby, 2,500 metres. Uh, look, the favourite is Allegron, $3. Detonator Jack, $4.40. Um, Jungle Magnate and Harley Moving at the $7.50 price. And then there's a massive jump out of some roughies. Commander Harry. Uh, Yaffet, who's going pretty well, 18 and 19, and yeah, even even larger odds. So there's a couple of interesting value here, mate, but um, I'm more interested to hear if you think Allegron's just going to win again or if you're playing around him. Those who follow me, uh, investors, for the last three or so years know that I'm not 
Oliver's uh, number one fan. Um, he's not really riding much these days either. Um, you can see he's very minimal rides. And uh, after the race, after Allegron's race, I saw a lot of um, tipsters and media touting that the, 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 uh, the steer is incredible. So, oh, Ollie's special, absolutely this and that. And I just sat there shaking the head a bit, mate. I went, really? I thought it was put in a horrible position. He got out of the bad position. And he had the best horse in the race by a mile, justified a very short price. I thought the ride was, it was, yeah, people were raving on about it, saying absolute superstar. That was unbelievable. And I thought, geez, I, I thought he just put himself in a bad spot, got out of it and won with a $1.60 pop against a very average field. I didn't think it was special whatsoever. If anything, I thought it was almost a poor winning ride. Um, he had it in a really bad spot. And visually, it looked very impressive, but... Not for me, mate. Not at threes. I do, yeah, I just thought that was really under the odds. I thought you go, wow, gee, that was good when you watch the replay. But had Ollie had that in a good spot, uh, would have won that with ease and you would have gone, eh, what did that beat? Because you go have a look at, at the cunning fox, no knock on the horse. I mean, it's flying, but that's not exactly measuring measuring up into some crazy big races. And then you go have a look at, at the detonator and um, barrier 15 is probably the knock, but Johnny Allen. He's four wins from six on this race. So he's the man that knows how to win this. Then you look at the stable, Mayor Eustace. Stayers, Mayor Eustace, Johnny Allen. Oh, that's that's the combo for me, mate. This horse has the right upside. Uh, and the Mayor Eustace stable came out and they said, Johnny Allen's an absolute superstar at timing his runs. He's not impatient. He knows when to click the trigger. Detonator Jack's a very... Uh, horse that's like that. It, it, it requires patience. Click the trigger at the right time. Get him, get him going at the right time. I think he's very hard to beat. Here. He's got the right form. That being said, even uh, Cladam Moore is a, is a bit of a price. I thought that was really good last start, and uh, I wouldn't be uh, surprised if Commander Harry ran well as well. I think there's a lot of value in this, mate. I, I reckon you could back a few things. I think Allegron's probably the lay of the week for me. I thought that um. It, People saying it was right of the year for Ollie just needed need to have a spell. That was yeah, I saw that a bit and I thought, You're kidding. So yeah, mate, I'm pretty keen on detonator Jack, but um if there's anything you've got at value, I'll have a crack because I'm pretty keen to take on Allegron. What did you land on? No, there's not much value from my end, mate. I think uh I think the market's actually pretty right here in um you know, Allegron and Detonator Jack, just because there's not many runners in this field that are sort of proven at that long distance trip. And I think Allegron now he was obviously, uh, you know, very close in the uh, Sydney Derby and then obviously down at Flemington last start, one over 2,800 metres. I know what you're saying about the ride. I totally agree. It was a little bit like the Kentucky Derby winner the other day, the difference being that Allegron started the race at uh, $1.65 and should never have been put in that position. So every, everything you said about that was right, but the right horse uh, ended up, the best horse ended up winning the race, which was which was good to see. And I just yeah. think that, you know, the horse is rock hard fit and probably, you know, really well suited here considering, like I said, I think they'll roll along at a decent tempo here and there's going to be plenty of these on jelly legs, I'm sure of it, especially the large-odd horses. But this is the type of race that can throw up a surprise result. So I don't think it's one that I'm keen to launch into. I um, certainly agree with everything you said about Detonator Jack. Obviously, yeah, the stable um, jockey combination in these staying races is Absolutely outstanding, and um, you know, you know what, you know what else with this stable? They 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 know when they've got a nice stable uh, stayer on their hands, and they would have planned out this preparation perfectly. 
14, 16, 2100. He's been getting better every start. And once again, he's going out in trip now to the 2500. So will not surprise me one bit if he peaks on grand final day. Um, the other runner that I liked in recent times is the nephew at the 26 and 650. Um, I was actually pretty keen on him uh, last start, but uh, I think the heavy track might have been against him. I thought the field was all right, so the fitness is there. We're obviously going to get back onto a reasonable track. If you go two starts back, um, he finished second to Detonator Jack, uh, carrying a kilo and a half more, well, one and a half length. So considering Detonator Jack's 440 and the nephew is $26 and he's the same weight today. I think that's the, the probably the big telling point for me to have a little bit of a small play on the nephew from barrier four. But around that, um, once again, it's not a race I'm confident in. And I think I'll just uh, watch this one go around. Yeah, good point you make on the nephew, mate. I remember at the end of last year at Benalla, absolutely threw the kitchen sink at him in, uh, in a Benalla maiden. And it was he won it by three lengths. So I do have time for the nephew. It's a good horse. One other thing with the leg run is 0.7 off Hitotu two runs back. So that's in impeccable form for this. But then I, I thought to myself, well, we went wow with Hitotu. As you spot on, mate, how well time's up by the stable. And now I think the same is going to happen here with Detonator Jack. It's going to go to another level and you go, gee, they, they know how to, how to do them. Then I saw uh, Harry Eustace come out and say, it's going to take something special to beat Jack. He's going really well. And, and for the stable to make that kind of statement, I am, yeah, that fills me with confidence. They're a very humble stable. And uh, if they say he's going well, he's going well. So $5, uh, $4.50 versus $2.90, I think Detonator Jack, I think they should be even. I think they're both uh, hard to beat, but I think Detonator Jack's much better value than Allegron. And um, if Allegron wins, so be it. I just can't have it at threes. I'd probably want four or five. I'm hearing you, mate. Um, I'm really hear, really keen to hear this next segment of yours where you uh, may have a few runners for me from around the grounds. Um, you got any uh, other runners you wanted to tip listeners into, mate, or are you a bit quiet this week? Yeah, definitely, mate. I've I've got a got a handful this weekend. Um, Flemington race number four is sixty sixty one dollars now. So, but the stylist on a one by three here is interesting because he was caught four wide, no cover last run. So just forget that that ever happened. You go two runs back, he ran third to I am me. He was one hundred and fifty one dollars that day, but I was keen on him first up, and he ran last. You go have a look through his uh, form. Uh, before he had issues, and he was a very, very good horse. He strung wins together. He ran in state grade. He's a very, very good horse when he's on song. If I and me goes around as a $2 two races before, and we're getting $51 for the stylist who ran third behind I and me, it drops a kilo and a half from memory or two kilos, and it sticks in the same grade. Maps perfectly from barrier three. 60 bucks, mate. I couldn't work that out. This is no harder than two runs back. In fact, I am me in this race would be very, very short. I think that can run a placing and you're getting $15 to find out. I reckon that's massive odds. They've got this horse flying and I think it's priced on its last run where it was four wide, no cover. Shouldn't be that from barrier three. Race five, Flemington Kips. He ran six or nine lengths from memory away from Japan. I'm not a UK form expert, but Japan did win $3 million. So very, very good overseas horse. 
suited up in trip kips. He ran over the 2,400 2,600 overseas, but fresh. Very, very big market watch there, mate. They, they might send this thing into less than double figures and it bolts in. Um, that Japan form, Japan would be a $1.05 in this. That horse is insanely well-respected overseas. Go over to Scone and I think Velvet Lady's going to be running in Newcastle, I saw, or sorry, the other provincial meeting. But um, didn't go on the bog, but go back to its BM58 run and the, the um, replay I sent to you won by panels. They are throwing up $61 for it for a drop in grade. Uh, I'm pretty keen on that, mate, wherever it runs. That's going to run well. Scone race five, Simba. Two or three runs back, one in this grade with absolute ease and uh, looks well placed. And uh, check out the trial on And We Danced as well at $11. It looked like an absolute thing possessed. So those two each way for me in that one. And... One more for the day, mate. The last race, 10, and it's so good to see him in Saturday grade, Dylan Gibbons. Alferic, $3.30. There is a few chances in this race, I could argue, that are a big dangers. Um, but then you go have a look at the last start win and go have a look at how he's weighted in the last. I mean, he won in this grade with the, with the quickest 6, 400 and 200 by three lengths, and he drops a keg. He drops a keg. He, he maps perfectly. He's got barrier three. And yes, okay, the one thing you can argue is he loses J-Mac. He gets Dylan Gibbons, who I honestly reckon is going to be as good as J-Mac when he's, when he's his age. I did set do. So I reckon $3.20, considering he's a kilo less, same grade, and absolutely put them away to the sword. At three bucks, mate, I can entertain that. If he's going to get beat, Lady of Luxury at double figures is a bit of a shout. Um, but, yeah, mate, I'm, I'm really keen to butter up with Altheric in the last. So just really quickly on those ones, you've got in the first, uh, race four, the stylist each way, $51. Race five, Kips, just keep an eye on the market there at Flemington. And at Scone, I've got Velvet Lady race three. It might be at Newcastle. I'm keen on wherever it goes. Race five, and we danced, and Simba is a super each-way play on both. And race 10, finish the day off with a good thing, Altheric. On weights, I have no idea how they're going to beat him. I've got um, a very similar scenario to your last race there, mate, and I'm keen on uh, Thelric as well. And I think maybe we can take the two runners that are, you know, well-weighted based on uh, some claiming figures in the in the – Ranks, jockey ranks. Uh, I like Dosh in the last race at Flemington. That's my only extra bet that I'm willing to send out at the moment prior to doing uh, a bit more form. But Dosh for me is a horse that I've always been pretty keen on down there in Melbourne. She's a nice, really speedy filly. And I've always liked her over a 1,000 metres. Um, a few times she raced 1,100 and they factor in quite heavily there a few times and even tried the 1,200. She's one of these jump and run type fillies that you just let them go. Handlebars down and race. Don't try and uh, harness energy and get to the 1100, 1200. She just doesn't get there. Obviously, uh, once again, you know, you're getting the three kilos off here with Logan McNeil. We're getting a good track or a soft five, which I think is perfect. And I simply think that uh, Dosh is the best horse in this race. And if you go back and watch a recent jump out, the horse is in fantastic order and ready to go here. So I think we take the $4 about Dosh and we bet early because I think that on the day, the horse is going to get backed in. I know there's no real sort of, uh, you know, massive price about it, but sometimes that 3 to $4 price is perfect for me. 
And uh, I really do think the horse is ready to go here first up. And uh, 1,000 metres is perfect. A little bit of weight relief and, you know, firm track. So pretty keen on Dodge there in the last. Maybe even a uh, having a fill-up there on Saturday. Multi-FL working to Dodge in the last. And uh, we'll be off and running. See how we go. Um, and, yeah, leading into that, mate, we'll talk about your best. I'm glad. Oh, sorry, mate. Oh, we'll talk about your uh, best of value for the weekend now. Yeah, just before that, I'm glad you mentioned Dosh. I was umming and ahhing about it. I have a lot of time for it, and you've you've just filled me with confidence. So I will be uh, going through with that bet. I was uh, had a question mark over it. Now I'm keen. Best bet for the weekend, mate. Of there's a couple that are really good odds. I do think Velvet Lady for my value wherever she runs is sixty one dollars is enormous if they choose the Scone Race three, but might go to Newcastle. Put a BM58 field away like it was Winks, and uh, it steps back from open company. It's going to be very hard to beat wherever it goes. Best bet is not going to be edit this weekend. I'm going to stick with Alferic in the last. I just think Dylan Gibbons is going to send us home weighted like a moral. It's going to be extremely hard to beat, um, but I think that's just an absolute cracker. And I think this might be your best as well, mate, but Legay Saleo in race eight, Scone is... $7 if took that is unbelievable shopping. I believe it's into five now, and I think it'll start shorter. What are yours, mate? I was, uh, I am very, very keen on the Gay Soleil, so it was very close to be my best bet, as was Dosh. So they're two uh, bets I'm really keen on. Uh, but my best bet for the weekend's character in race seven at Eagle Farm. I just think that the horse is well, well suited here from an ideal draw with Jay Mack aboard. I think the $3.80 is nice. So I'll put character as my best, but I am certainly having a bet on um, Legacy and Dosh. And value runner for the weekend, mate. I think um, we've spoken about it together right here. And I think, you know, just the $12 price for a horse that's proven first up, ready to go here, target race, um, you know, decent money on offer and tempo really suiting. So right here and, and uh, character for me. Um, and yeah, really excited for the weekend ahead, mate. Obviously, uh, for those who follow my service, I've just decided and announced yesterday that I'm getting out of the uh, subscription game for a little while. I've got a few things uh, bubbling along in the background, uh, working on a few things, and uh, it was just a time thing for me. I wanted to step back a little bit, so all of my form and um, write-ups and things like that are going to be posted back online. Uh, Triple J Racing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and uh, also the website will be up and running again soon with a couple of Articles and whatever I put out there. And um, obviously, your stuff, Bryce, back at Winter Oz, going really well with that service, mate. I'm seeing some uh, positive results every weekend there. And also, uh, Investors Bets, which is the uh, service you run on the side. So, plenty of winners out there for everyone. And hopefully, we, uh, we found plenty today as well, mate. Um, hope you have a great weekend. And uh, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks very much, mate, and um, appreciate the shout-out. And uh, Just before we wrap things up, I, I do have one tomorrow I, I like the looks of. I'll um, tip listeners into is Cranbourne Race 4, Jennifer Wish, uh, Barrier 2, maps absolutely perfectly. Last start, it just got mowed down by The Economist. The Economist came out on Anzac Day, ran second a ton of grit in a very, very good race. I think it was an open race or a stake. 75k on offer so the form is absolutely franked here and uh it goes up a little bit in weight but it sees a much much easier field i'm expecting that to be very very hard to beat tomorrow two dollars sixty i'm buttering up 
Sounds good, mate. One quick last one for listeners. I like it. Hope everyone has a great weekend, guys. Uh, we'll be in touch next next Thursday night. Cheers.